0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, this is Jay, and today I'm looking at the 2018 DC animated film Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Now, officially this is the first appearance of the Suicide Squad in the DC animated universe, although a version of the Suicide Squad did appear uh, in the animated film uh, Batman uh, Assault on Arkham that's not really part of the DC animated universe. That's more part of the Batman Arkham universe. And the only reason I know that is because I actually went and looked it up because I I knew that the Suicide Squad had been uh, in an animated film before but this one, Hell to Pay, is the first appearance of the Suicide Squad in the uh, DC animated universe. And we really know that because there's a reference back to uh, the Flash Paradox in this film and, and a few other small references as well. But the reason I really wanted to talk about this film is look, the Suicide Squad is a great team. You know, it's a great comic, it's, it's a great team that a lot could be done with. Let's forget that live-action film, because that live-action film, I don't know what they were doing with that one there. You took, essentially, an R-rated team, and if you watch uh, Hell to Pay, Hell to Pay is an R-rated film. Uh, The kiddies can't really watch this one, Uh, really more because of the excessive violence. Yes, there is cursing. Yes, there is some nudity, sexual situations, but it is primarily because of the violence. And really, the Suicide Squad, that's what they are. They're, you know, if you're not aware of who the Suicide Squad is, uh, Amanda Waller's private army, essentially. Uh, Amanda Waller runs a, a prison. She houses the worst of the worst criminals. And, uh, she created tax, Task Force X, which is a covert team really made up of criminals, the worst of the worst, sent in to do these suicide jobs, hence the name Suicide Squad. So they're going to be vulgar. They're going to be bloodthirsty. They're going to be violent. And, you know, you can't make a PG-PG-13 out of that. You can't make a cutesy little um, superhero film like that. And, you know, sorry, you really can't have Will Smith appear as deadshot and Will smith in it up there. I mean, Will Smith is a good actor for some things, but, you know, playing Floyd Lawton, is it's just not in his wheelhouse unless he's willing to get nitty-gritty and dirty in it. And, you know, I don't know if it was him, if it was the script. I tend to think more it was the script. It's, it's just not going to happen. But if you really want to see what The Suicide Squad is about before James Gunn gets his take on it, allegedly, supposedly, we'll see... I would definitely check out Hell to Pay, because this is what The Suicide Squad is all about. So essentially what happens in this film is, you know, The Suicide Squad, basically, Amanda Waller throws this team together. It's not always the same lineup. There's a group of villains that she tends to use quite often, but there is some mixing and matching, because we do see a mission start off with uh, Count Vertigo, Deadshot, uh, Punch and Julie. Now, Some of these villains might not be well-known to you. I really don't want to get into it too much and and do backstories on all of them. I mean, Deadshot, you know, we know from the live-action film, Deadshot is a Batman villain. I mean, he's pretty well-known. The other ones might not be as well-known, so Google them. That's pretty much what I'll say. Uh, They're basically doing a heist uh, from Jonas Whale. They're trying to get a zip drive or, you know, a program or something. Basically, it's it's a... It's a Black Ops list that Amanda Waller wants off the grid. So, of course, naturally, you know, there's going to be turncoats, this and that, because, you know, members of the Suicide Squad or this particular Suicide Squad team want to get their hands on it for their own personal use. Even though, let's not forget, just like you saw in the live-action film and if you read the comic... Every time they go out for a mission, they essentially get a bomb placed in their head that Amanda Waller can detonate really at any time. And trust me, it's not an idle threat. Uh, Amanda Waller will detonate these bombs, as as we do see here. Um Like I said, the mission starts to go south. Uh, Surprisingly, Deadshot is not the leader of this team. Um, It's kind of alluded to the fact that he's been sort of demoted. Count Vertigo is taking over, simply because Amanda Waller feels that there's a traitor in the midst. Uh, Really, it's a setup. you know. Even though he's not calling the shots, Deadshot really is technically the leader. His earpiece is on at all times, so Amanda Waller can monitor, and she learns that uh, Julie and uh, Count Vertigo are they're the real turncoats. She takes care of them. The little zip drive is recovered and all is well. Cut to Professor Pig. And here's the thing. This is what I really loved about this film is they really went out there and they got some pretty obscure characters. I mean, you have to really be a comic book fan to know who these are. Like Punch and Julie, I didn't know. I really didn't know who they were. I actually had to pause the film. I had to look it up. I was like, I don't know who these two like I did not even know because they don't really use names um when they're carrying out their mission so I actually had to like look up a little quick synopsis try not to get spoilers and I was like oh Punch and Julie okay no problem uh Professor Pig Professor Pig is essentially like a Red Hood Batman Robin type criminal um he's just a degenerate he's a quote unquote surgeon an artist, you know, one of these types. Uh, he mutilates bodies essentially. Um, wears a pig mask, big, portly gentleman. Uh, we see him performing. He's going to perform surgery on Two Face. He's essentially going to make the good side, the clean side, look pretty much like the scarred side. Uh, it sort of looks like that That Two Face, like that other personality, is kind of exuding its dominance and is like, look, I want to be all together. But it gets in- interrupted by Knockout and in um, Scandal Savage. Uh, they pretty much come in, they grab Professor Pig. They're like, "We have a patient in need of you." Uh, it's pretty much determined that you know he was abdu- who he was abducted by. And they know that Vandal Savage, who is the father of Scandal Savage, he's most likely behind it. But as to why they would need Professor Pig, nobody really, really knows about that. Amanda Waller puts together a new team. Uh, the team consisting, of course, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, uh Killer Frost, Copperhead, and Bronze Tiger. Uh, again, some of these names you know, some of these names you might not know. The only one I'm really going to kind of dip into a little bit here is Bronze Tiger. Bronze Tiger, uh, former CIA operative, uh, considered perhaps the best martial artist out there ever. Uh, Something very tragic happens. Uh, He ends up murdering many, many people. You learn his backstory, you learn it's a, a tale of revenge, but because of that, he's taken a vow never to take an innocent life, but Amanda Waller wants him on this mission because he is the world's greatest martial artist. She wants to put together the best team ever. She basically tasks them with the fact uh, they have to go find this guy called Steel Maximum. He has a card, it's basically called a Get Out of Hell free card. We go on to learn that this is a mystical card that essentially if you own it and you die and it is in your possession, uh, you go straight to heaven. You will bypass hell and go straight to heaven, but it is a one-time use. It's used one time. That's it. It's a totally useless card after that. Um, It is a relic or it's in the collection of Nabu. Nabu, of course, uh, is the one who deems who Dr. Fate is. And that's what we find out, that this guy, Steel Maximum, that they they find is he is a former Dr. Fate. This is where I got a little confused because I always assumed that Dr. Fate was, had to somehow be related to the mystic arts in some way and Nabu would sort of determine who he felt was worthy. This was like a D-list actor, you know, The guy was a real, you know, full of himself, low... I don't want to say low-life... Um, this is not a guy who does things like out of the goodness of his heart um, when he became Dr. Fate he actually saw it as a great way to pick up chicks and that's sort of how he lost the card, the hell to, uh, the get out of hell free card is he was picked up by Knockout at a bar, uh, Scandal Savage uh, Scandal Savage, and Knockout are lovers, um, they pretty much came back to his tower knocked him out, stole the card, Naboo's like yeah you're a crappy Dr. Fate and got rid of him. I thought it was a little more involved to be Dr. Fate, but you know what? I was like, whatever, this is a great story. So they, they realize now that it is no longer, the card is no longer in his possession. Uh, Vandal Savage has it, which is, you know, if you know anything about Vandal Savage, this is not a guy that you could just tangle with. I mean, this is a heavy hitter. Uh, he is pretty much, you know, in this film, it's explained that he is a fifty thousand year old caveman who was exposed to some radiation from meteorite. Because of that, uh, he's basically ageless. He is eternal, but as he says later on, he is not immortal. Um, yes, he can survive throughout the ages, but he's pretty much mortal like the rest of us so he really wants this card in his possession because if something does happen to him he wants to go straight to heaven amanda waller wants it because she has been diagnosed with a terminal disease and she knows she is going straight to hell so she wants this card and she pretty much promises the suicide squad once they realize that it is no longer in the possession of dr fate but is now in the uh, possession of vandal savage uh she tells deadshot look You guys complete this mission. I'm shaving 10 years off your sentence, which for Floyd Lawton means he will be getting out of jail. He will be able to reunite with his daughter Zoe. So they take the job. Uh, Along the way, we find out that somebody else wants to get their hands on it Uh, Professor Zoom, Zoom, Reverse Flash, whatever you want to call him. And we find out that he is the same Reverse Flash from the Flashpoint Paradox. Now, I didn't realize this until he kind of gives his story here at the end, because if you if you saw that, you know, uh, Flashpoint Paradox, Batman and it was Thomas Wayne, not Bruce Wayne in that timeline. um, Thomas Wayne, Batman, put a bullet through his head. He actually killed him. But uh, Zoom basically says that, you know, pretty much as soon as the the bullet entered his brain, um, he summoned the speed force into him and he pretty much has extended out his time of death over a matter of weeks he said so basically he's kind of existing in two existences as once he's still standing there over the flash in that altered reality just about to die and he's here right now because we see uh at various times as he's fighting members of the suicide squad are actually able to get the upper hand on him deadshot's actually able to hit him a few times uh killer frost kind of you know puts ice on the street, which he really falls into. Deadshot knows something's up because he's like, there's no way. He's like, if this was the zoom that I know, he would have caught up to us by now. And he would have killed all of us in a matter of seconds. So he wants this card because he knows that it's only a matter of time before this sort of extending out his time of death, it's going to come to an end. He wants that, you know, get out of hell free card as well. Uh, You know, it's a great story. It's, it's back and forth. Um, who has the card? Who wants the card? Um, you know, you get again Deadshot trying to reconnect with his daughter Zoe uh Bronze Tiger who look Bronze Tiger he knows he did wrong he knows he did bad but he still you know he he tells Deadshot he killed those people the reason he killed them and they were members of the League of Shadows um the reason that he did kill them is they killed his fiance and that's kind of why he went on that murder spree he knows there's no redemption for him but he is still a good and loyal soldier so he's going to see this through to the end um a couple other people. I mean, Amanda Waller, you know, obviously, none of them, they do not want her getting her hands on this card, because they feel uh if anybody deserves to go to hell, it is Amanda Waller. What I really liked about this movie overall is, like I said, some of these secondary and tertiary characters that really you only see in the comics, it was great to really kind of see them come to the forefront. Um Vandal Savage, I mean, yes, he was in the first season of um... Of Legends of Tomorrow. He's been in a couple other animated films. I mean, he is a great, great villain to go up against. Uh, It's great to kind of see him here. Uh, Zoom is another really, really good. I mean, yes, we do see him on uh, CW Flash. uh, Also Legends of Tomorrow as well. Uh, he's another great villain to have. To kind of see some of these other sort of members of the Suicide Squad that we don't normally see, uh, Copperhead, Killer Frost, Bronze Tiger. I mean, it was really great to see them. And what was nice is sort of the ones that you thought would come to the forefront, uh, Captain Boomerang and Harley Quinn, they're kind of relegated to the back. I mean, Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn in it up all over this, but it's subdued. You know, she's not flip-flopping and bit-bopping all over the place. I mean, she's in Harley Quinn when the time is right but the focus is not on her. This was not a Harley Quinn film. Yeah, you know, it's a Suicide Squad film. She's a member of the team, she gets her one-liners in there once in a while, she does fight, but it 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 didn't turn into a Harley Quinn fest like the live action film did. Um it does center in on Deadshot and I just have to say Deadshot was voiced by Christian Slater in this. And he does an excellent, excellent job, Uh, almost to the point that I I don't know if physically he could pull it off, but just voice acting alone, I think he did a great job uh, as Floyd Lawton as Deadshot. I mean, he really brought that character to life. And again, you know, seeing Scandal Savage and Knockout, I mean, again, these are villains or or anti-heroes, whatever you want to call them, that we don't normally see. It was really nice to kind of see that. And It was presented in a way that even if you didn't know any of these people from the comics, you kind of picked up the gist of their stories. Um, We see that when they come to get the card from Scandal Savage and Knockout, when the Suicide Squad comes, there's a big showdown. All the parties are involved. Vandal Savage is there. The Suicide Squad is there. Zoom and his team are there, and it's just a giant brouhaha that pretty much ends up with the fact they're scuffling over possession of the card. And at one point, um, I believe it's Bronze Tiger and and Knockout are fighting, and one of Vandal Savage's men is is like, I can't get a clear shot off, and he pretty much says that Knockout is expendable. Um, They fire bullets and knockout goes down uh bronze tiger is able to escape and uh you know there's there's again a showdown over the card but the thing is is what we get here is the fact that you know vandal savage gets possession of the card again this time around and his daughter is is saying you know take take knockout with us you know she's still alive and vandal savage fires another bullet into it um really heart-wrenching kind of stuff. Really, really well-written. Overall, it's a great movie. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what happens in the end. Definitely go out and see it for yourself. Now, I do own a lot of streaming services, so you're probably wondering... Where did I see this film? It is actually on Hulu. There's quite a lot of DC things on Hulu. Um, There's actually quite a lot of, not quite a lot, but there is some Marvel stuff on Hulu as well. Um, You know, I've talked about the Runaways uh, on this show. I'm currently in the middle of the first season of Cloak and Dagger. Uh, I'll definitely come back and talk about that. But Hulu actually has some strong ties with DC and Marvel, kind of under the radar um i just assumed i went on dc universe and i was like why isn't hell to pay here i mean it's a dc animated film it's on hulu so i don't know what the deals are with them uh if you have hulu definitely check it out uh there's a few other um dc films on hulu uh justice league dark is on there um justice league war is on there justice league doom is on there uh, there might be a few others, but, uh, yeah, there, if you have Hulu, there is a few DC movies on there. If you don't have Hulu, uh, rent it. (laughs) I, I don't know, go to your local video store and pick it up. Um, but it's definitely worth it. It's, you know, if you're a fan of the Suicide Squad, um, definitely check it out, especially if you were a fan of the Suicide Squad and you were really let down by that live action film. This more than makes up for it. This is the Suicide Squad film that we should have gotten. Like I said, Harley Quinn was able to be herself, but she wasn't all over this film. Um, It gets an R rating really more for the violence than anything else I would think. Again, there is some cursing, there is some nudity. Uh, Yeah, maybe the nudity as, as, as well, but it's really the violence that really jacks it up to the r rating again this is not going to be one for the kids to watch because this is it's pretty graphic even for an animated film but this is what the suicide squad is this is what they're all about um they were able to have those distinct personalities which they really tried to exploit in the live action film but at their core, they were a dirty, nasty, hardcore Black Ops team. And that's really what the Suicide Squad is. And hopefully, James Gunn is able to sort of capture that in his iteration when he does it. So we'll have to wait and see. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, just wanted to let you guys know that there is a new podcast out there. Uh, right now, it is only on Anchor. If you are a fan of Game of Thrones, Uh, go to Anchor and search for Gab, G-A-B, Gab of Thrones. Uh, That's a Game of Thrones podcast done by myself and my friend John over at Nerd and Me and Fat Guys in Little Coats as well. So if you want to hear some talk about Game of Thrones, definitely go and check that out. Also check out www.brothersandarmchairs.com. That's the website that links you up to all the podcasts in our network. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.